0: Okay, so um, I'm Nikki Fiacco and I am the host of the Alumni Network. Um, We're kicking off with our very first guest today. I'm very excited. Um, Peter Morado is with us today and he was one of the first people in LinkedIn to raise his hand and say he was interested in having a conversation about his service year and sharing some resources and skills that he has um, collected along the way and has also shared with some of our chapters um, throughout the country. If you're not aware, there may be a chapter near you if you're interested in getting more involved and that's something that we can, can work through. But um, I'm very excited to have this conversation with Peter today. Um, Correct. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and talk about your service year and what you, what exactly you do. Um, but it's my understanding that you are actually a two-year service member. You went through twice, so kudos to that. I was a one-year AmeriCorps uh, America Amer, uh, alum, um, and you did your service in in Massachusetts. Mass. Okay, let's say that correctly. Massachusetts. Yep. Yep. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you did for your your service year, um, how you got involved and then kind of what you what you took away from it. So this is going to be all about you, Peter. Take it away.
1: All right. No pressure. Um, (laughs) So the uh, where I served was out of Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. They have a uh, an AmeriCorps uh, program out of the college that actually uh, centered around having graduate students serve. So uh, one of the and at the time, I don't know if it's it's changed. Other places are doing this. But at the time, that was not only a rarity, but Springfield was one of the like, the, the only places really doing that. Um I served in 2006 and 2007. However, their service year, being that it was within the school year, was, I I guess they considered part-time was like 1800 service hours, September to May was the service contract as it were. Um, And I actually didn't start my first service year until the winter of 2006 uh, for that uh, semester, uh, for the, win- for the spring semester, you know, winter into spring. I, when I went to Springfield college for my graduate degree, I had, I was working full time at the, at the time and going to school full time my first semester. And then I was like, well, I need to, can't keep that pace up. Let me go full time on campus. And I had seen a paper flyer on the wall about, about the service. And it was, there was choices of capacity building, academic coaching, and all these other, um, you know, fields to, 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 to do. And of course it reminded you that there was a stipend and all this. And I was like, this might be the way to go for, for a lot of reasons. I knew about AmeriCorps in passing. I knew, uh, that it started around, uh, I graduated high school in 1993. I knew it started about a year later. I knew little bits, but I never really gave it much thought, but I did know it was a way to serve the community and, and essentially be part of something a little bit bigger than just yourself. Yep. I applied, didn't really think much that I would even get an interview or that it would be possible uh, especially given the middle of the year, but they needed somebody for a capacity building role for a, a program that was run out of uh, WGBY, the public uh, uh, television studio in Springfield. And uh, so I said, sure, did the 1800 hours in, in half the time for the first year. Oh, and wow. Joined up for the next year to uh, work in academic coaching. Uh, so that's the the big thing I capacity building was a program with the Springfield school system uh, to try and uh, engage students more and and get them uh, uh, not better but definitely more engaged and try to help them succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of the liaison person with the schools and and trying to coordinate some of the community activities that were done two very mixed results it wasn't the easiest program uh to walk in on so
0: yeah i always find it um fascinating of how we all find ourselves in uh in, in a service opportunity and a national service opportunity is like well you know why not? Right. Like it's, it's kind of a, uh, there's so many different spectrums of, of getting into national service where it's a, a, an opportunity that opens up to us. And we kind of are like, well, sure. Why not? My experience is like, I didn't even know I was applying for an AmeriCorps program. (laughs) I was like, I'm applying for a job. And then I had this two week training and I was very confused, but then I got this really nice sweatshirt um, that I decided to wear for this, you know, kickoff um event with the with the legacy um AmeriCorps um uh logo that we have. Um and capacity building is is an interesting thing, right? Because it, it it's almost like you kind of find your niche there. So I'm curious like what during your service year, um, you know, you mentioned that you went through your service hours pretty quickly. During your service year, was it very clear like these are the responsibilities or were you able to um kind of like um, played out to your strengths. And then I'm curious if we can wrap that back around to mm. like what you're doing now or what you did afterwards, where you built that during your AmeriCorps year. Because that was definitely my experience.
1: Yeah. Uh, a yes and a no and a kind of in all of it. Um, yeah. biggest thing is that um, my... The the program itself had some problems before I got involved. It wasn't the it wasn't well received by a lot of uh, even by a lot of teachers. And there is always the issue. And ha- coming from being a public school teacher, I I know this. There is sometimes you have this uh, divide of people saying schools need to be run like a business. That's what's wrong with them. That's why the kids mm. aren't succeeding. We were also in the midst of No Child Left Behind, which was the whole time on task where recess play was being taken away and all that. And there were people in the program that I was in capacity building for that had that mentality too. They're not in school enough. They're not doing enough when they're in school. And I I don't necessarily agree with any of that on multiple levels, including my graduate research was on. How you actually use play for learning and for uh, for helping with behavior issues. So there's a lot of like there's a lot of evidence to the contrary of some of that. Um, but the the program, what I learned out of it, or what I what I gained, being that it was out of the public uh, television studio and the general manager uh, for the uh, TV studio at the time, uh, Russ Piotr, um he was very good about reminding me to focus on the actionables. Mm. So if there was mm-hmm. a problem. We might address what occurred and then he would always say, okay, let's move forward. What can we do now? What are the actionables to solve? Not how are we going just going to dwell on what happened and what went wrong and who are we going to point fingers at? It was we know this didn't succeed here and th- there and the other, let's move forward. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that, uh, was a big, that was probably the biggest thing I learned during that year. I will also say being that it was a, through a college, uh, program, uh, we also had some leeway. We uh, went to, myself and another uh, member, we went to a training that was provided with, um, I don't remember what school he was out at, what university, but it was a philosophy professor talking, doing a workshop over several weeks about uh, civil rights and various things. We actually read many essays from different groups. Uh, we read letters from Birmingham jail and discussed uh, takeaways and all that. And it was a small, small uh, seminar, small group. It was maybe five of us tops. Those counted towards service hours too, which I think actually was really valuable having professional development inside of your, of your service Mm -hmm. is necessary. Um, But through the people I met in the the program that I was doing with uh, WGBY, I did meet some people at different functions and ended up uh, setting up a secondary uh, one-off service with the Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity chapter where myself and three other members from Springfield College went one weekend and worked on one of the builds in the area. Uh, that's still And we also did another build the year later, one of the, another one-off weekend, but the, the one in April of 2006 is still to me, um, the, the best one-off takeaway, the, you know, I still have a picture of the, of the four of us from the building. That's like, like the, you know, that's the memory I I still have and 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 cherish. Um yeah. what I've learned, of course, is what Russ taught me, which the the what are the actionables, focus on that. Um to that end, yeah, the the habitat thing, I just kind of floated the idea to somebody in the at Springfield like can we do this? Cause they said, and they were like, Yeah, can we do it as an AmeriCorps? Yes, you know, kind of asked, yeah. but also kind of planned on, well, we're gonna try this anyway. Um, that is, uh, and we did a little side projects on campus too. I think that does translate into my job. Um, I've worked for the same company, uh, it's a security company. I've worked for them since 2011 and I've used to be in operations for about seven years in security operations. And now I'm in the uh, corporate training uh, side of the house and, there's always little projects, whether formal projects or the side projects where somebody asks, can you help us out? And you do the AmeriCorps thing of, well, let's get things done. And let's Let's try it. Yeah.
0: Let's get it done. Right. And
1: whether my boss likes it or not, sometimes I don't ask, I just start it. And then we are now engaged in this project as well, because it's a little bit of the, well, let's just see what, let's see how we can assist. And if if they don't need us anymore to assist in this project, it, that's fine. But if they do, that's fine. Uh, so I, I, I think I definitely have a big takeaway from Russ saying always focus on those things, but then also mm-hmm. the little side projects that we did on campus and off campus were those things. Uh, we also did a spring cleanup in 2007 of the Forest Park Zoo in Springfield, that was with a bunch of kids. And we, mm-hmm. you know, any one-off thing, it's like, keep busy, find a way to, to help. And yeah. I've kind of taken that with me in the, in my job, because also I, I volunteer with, um, uh, it's called InfraGard, uh, I-N-F-R-A-G-A-R-D. It's a thing that, uh, it's public private partnership with the FBI with, uh, okay. What they call sectors. So commercial facilities is buildings, malls, all that stuff. Uh, there's energy sector. It's the public private partnership to keep people. Um, there's so many people in private sector that it, in like the energy sector for the power companies, they manage all these things to keep it running. Mm-hmm. If they see a threat that the FBI should know about, they, they inform, but they also get information. Wow. And so i volunteered with the, and been a part of the Connecticut chapter since 2012, um, you know, and not that there's necessarily a lot to do, but the idea is carry the service forward, keep yeah. finding ways to, to be involved. Um,
0: yeah. And, and I know that wasn't like everybody's AmeriCorps experience. One of the things I am finding is that like, there's so many different pockets of AmeriCorps experiences. Like you have Teach for America, Teach for America, that's a very specific, you're in a classroom, you're teaching, right? And um, and then you have um, city year and you have so many different opportunities. You have direct programs, you have um, small programs, big programs. And, but that was my experience too, right? Like when during my service year, cause I was doing service, uh, I was doing capacity building as a volunteer coordinator any opportunity that i had to try something new that was within the scope ish of my my position description i took advantage of it and i really feel like during my service year and then after my service year it really catapulted me into developing this network and i just want to preface by saying i do not work for linkedin
1: <laughs> but maybe
0: i should but i'm leveraging this platform like never before yeah. and this AmeriCorps Alum LinkedIn group is so amazing um and and just the opportunities that sh- that show up and I think it goes back to what you were talking about about like well let's just let's just do it let's just try it let's just see if it works and I think if anything um the majority of AmeriCorps members and correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure people will have comments somewhere once I post this somewhere um but it's resiliency right and it's like, it's like figuring it out because you're you're kind of put into a position where you're like we want you to do this project and we have it half baked and we're just kind of hoping that you have the rest of the ingredients and then we'll have a cake by the time you're done with your service year or cupcakes or something or a pizza I don't know or a vegan whatever pot roast um but that was my experience too where it was like let's you know, let's just try this. And it sounds like it's converted into the work that you're doing now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the work is it, at the end of the day, it's trying to to help the best we can in some capacity and, uh, being in a field, of uh, again, moving from, uh, teaching in, in both public and private schools and then, uh, uh, or parochial schools. And then um, having worked for the YMCA for a little while, and then going back into, in fact, when I was starting grad school, I was working in security in the, and when I say security, people always perk up and they say, oh, cyber. I'm like, no, it was building and physical. It was warehouses. Yeah. It was, you know." And then all of a sudden I'm no longer interesting. I'm some, all of a sudden the dumb guard is like, no, there's a lot of, a lot of variation to this program, to this thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's listed as a, in, I think by US News and World Reports, listed as like a social service, human service job um, wow. category ranking because and, it, and, you're helping. It, people, oh, sorry. You're helping. Yeah, and that's the job.
0: Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why, you know, I was so interested in bringing people, bringing AmeriCorps alums in to hear everyone's voices there's hundreds of thousands of us who have gone through a service year um they're all different we all experience different things but the bottom line is is we're no longer AmeriCorps members we're doing something different and we're all doing wildly different things right now so who was to imagine it's not like you were like oh, wake up one day and be like, I want to serve for AmeriCorps. And then I want to be in security for, you know, malls or in in the bu- buildings. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of evolves. And yeah. um, I think it's so important for us to remember as AmeriCorps alums, especially those alums that might be hearing this that are newly out of their service year and feel like they need to do some altruistic, you know, non profity sort of, you know, like actually you could do just about anything.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the old thing of some people do the, oh, I don't want to go corporate. And yeah. I hate, to, I hate to burst any bubbles, but nonprofits are still corporate. At the at the managerial level and at the trying to raise funds and all that at this right. the, on the ground level, you're it might not seem corporate, but it is. And anybody that tells you different. Is making that is 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 telling you something that's not true. Um, I've worked in mm-hmm. enough nonprofits that I know uh, it's 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 as much corporate as any other corporation. Yeah. What you do with it, and I will say, you you've done your service, you've done your altruistic service in America, you've done your national service. Now, if you get into a job that, it, not not that there's anything wrong with being in a nonprofit, or there's always some people that say oh, I don't care what I make for a living and all this. Well, think about this. You could be working whatever nonprofit or or, or other job that you try to go into and then have to work other side jobs to make ends meet. Or yeah. if, if the opportunity comes along because you're, especially given that there's now businesses and uh, states and and municipalities that are looking for, People and they actually have on the AmeriCorps. I think it's the alums' website. The 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 places that are that actually give preferential hiring for um, alums. Yeah, well, the
0: employers of national service. Yep.
1: Employers. Yeah. Forgot the name of it. Thank you. Um, well, okay. If you end up with a job like that that does pay you pretty well, you can now you have the freer you have a little free time because you're not working three extra jobs. Yeah. You volunteer with an association work at you know do the other stuff that you want to do that that is from that whatever made you want to go into AmeriCorps in the first place is that you like to to help yeah the time so go for it it's there's nothing and I'm not saying there's anything wrong one way or the other but right it's all or nothing it doesn't have to be all or nothing
0: yeah Yeah. so I'm going to ask you a question and then I want to um dive in a little bit to some of the trainings and work that you've done with some of the, yeah. the chapters. Um, and we can define what a chapter means and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things I want to ask is, um, you mentioned that one memory of that build of the habitat. Are there are there any members that you served with or you served tangentially or people that you still stay in contact with um, from your service year? And, and just what is that relationship like?
1: Uh, there two of the three that I did the build with. Um, I am still friends with on, uh, Facebook Cause one lives in the Pacific Northwest. The other is in the Springfield area, but, uh, even though it's only 30 miles north of me, we don't, yeah. live, you know, it, it's amazing how easy it is not to find the time. Yeah. Um, the other person I think is middle of the country somewhere. Um, I would, love to be able to reconnect and you know uh there would you know uh it would be great i don't we don't necessarily all keep in touch because it um being that it was a program through uh well it's not just the program where it was but you know everybody moved in their own directions and this also you know the first year with uh those uh if not both of them, all of them, definitely one of them was their second year was 2006. And, you know, that's, uh, getting on there in, in, in years since. So it's a, you start to realize just how long ago it was actually when you went down the line. So I don't necessarily keep in regular contact with anybody in particular. Mm Um, but, uh, it's similar to, the alumni group. Um, yeah. You know, Austin chapter. I went there in 2010 for a, a meet and greet. And then uh one other thing at a, like one other little day seminar and then fell off, not really doing much. And then there was a, I think it was either an email blast or something about the workshops, that series that they were doing. And if anybody wants to participate, uh, reach out. And those, the people that I reached out to, I don't remember from the meet and greet. So they may be, I think they're actually, most of them are new members. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do think it's interesting. We, I don't know how well we do keep in touch with other members. And because I also feel like AmeriCorps is a very, I tried getting involved with the Connecticut chapter of alums once and it very good group people, but it also feels very much like they all felt like they were, had been, oh, I did a volunteer thing for, for, for a yeah. year or two. Yeah. And the term volunteer or the people that say, oh, it was my gap year. Yes. Yes. It wasn't your gap year. You served in AmeriCorps. You served in the service. It's not a gap year. It's something. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to share. Yeah,
0: I'm going to share a story that I know we talked about before um, we were planning this. But when I was the director of an AmeriCorps program, it was AmeriCorps week and I wanted to do a whole bunch of postings on our AmeriCorps members. But our AmeriCorps members at the time called themselves Volunteer Maryland Coordinators. And that's what I called myself when I was an AmeriCorps member. So there was this disconnect. And I think that I think that we're coming. I, I hope that AmeriCorps is coming around to where, yes, we serve in different programs, but there's we're a million strong. We're a million alumni who have served as AmeriCorps members in different ranks and different programs and in different ways. Um, So during that year, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to rebrand. And I said, I did a whole training the very first day. I had a script for every AmeriCorps member. And I said, this is how you're going to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Nikki Fiacco, an AmeriCorps member serving with Volunteer Maryland at Anne Arundel County Recreation and Parks. And this is what I do. And I got a lot of pushback from our, our alumni that were like, we're VMC, we're Volunteer Maryland coordinators. I'm like, no, actually... You're yeah. an AmeriCorps member. You're an AmeriCorps member. You had AmeriCorps service. And actually, AmeriCorps is that leveraged brand where we can get into this, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever, 20,000 people strong alumni group and host a, a job opportunity with our organization and know what kind of people are going to be applying for that position yeah. or refer somebody. You know, I have no problem. Um Putting opportunities in that alumni group because I have a pretty good understanding of who's still involved with alumni or with AmeriCorps are the types of people that I would probably want to refer or work with. Um, So we're bringing that back around because I definitely want to talk about like the resources and skills that you've developed with some of the chapters. Tell me about um, or tell us about the chapters that you worked with, um, and then what you kind of did with them, and then maybe share a little bit so we could take sure. away something with um maybe we need to tweak our resumes or we need to tweak our interview. I mean I know we I know we talked about yeah. all kinds of things so I'm gonna Definitely. leave it up to you but um you know what the chapters only, did you work yeah. with and and what do you yeah. want to share?
1: Definitely the only one I worked with and did this workshop with was uh Boston uh the Boston okay. chapter. Um I again I uh, went to a picnic with the Connecticut chapter uh pre-COVID. Um, I don't remember exactly what year, but, you know, and again, very nice. We just haven't had a lot of opportunity. And and I also will sure. say on my own end, you know, between looking at the alumni page on LinkedIn and getting pings on emails and all that, there's a lot, I'm sure I miss. Lots of so, follow-up.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Somebody says, Hey, come out to this or that. I, a, a while back I did, Uh, look into uh, something with the state of Connecticut, where it was, um, it was like a little bit of a panel discussion uh, one time, but I don't remember the group, but there was somebody with AmeriCorps that uh, I spoke with a few times, uh, that was more on overall uh, volunteer development, that sort, of, and I say volunteer in that the the groups that need uh, social service volunteers, and and they look le- try to leverage national service through uh, through Americorps members and all that. Um, with Boston, with the alum, alumni uh, uh, Boston chapter, um, they put out an email blast around February or so of last year of 2022, asking about um, you know can we get uh, people for career workshops of any type? And I floated the idea of a resume workshop. Yeah, and it was specifically around that issue that people are putting down that they were a volunteer. They put down the place that they volunteered at or that they were there, that they were uh, put, you know serving their, yeah their, their service, their, their placement site, as their, as the thing, not AmeriCorps Mm -hmm. on on their resume, on LinkedIn. And so they said, sure, that sounds great. I put together a PowerPoint explaining it. And I went down the line of, uh, I think I used the alumni uh, group on LinkedIn and really just looked at other people's, what did they put down for AmeriCorps? And there were people, there was one person who served in the early nineties. So he, he served, you know, way, way back when it first began. Um, And uh, you know, again, AmeriCorps was kind of in there, but it wasn't listed as the main thing. So Mm -hmm. little icon of the AmeriCorps logo wasn't on LinkedIn. There were other people, lots of people that would put down the placement site as their Place. There was somebody that did put AmeriCorps, but put it in two places under job experience and as volunteer. Um, mm. uh, but the biggest one is the people that just didn't put it down as AmeriCorps service. And mm-hmm. then I also explained on a resume where to put it, because again, a lot of people would put it as volunteer. And I said, well, I've been putting it on my resume since 2007.
0: Mm-hmm. So at the
1: time I put it down under uh corporate national corporation for national and community service um and then i put americorps and all the details and in in a lot more detail and then for a while it was renamed it was rebranded part of usa freedom corps so i put that down and i also explained that the further away you get from your service you might not need to put down everything you did Mm -hmm. it should never go away off your resume if
0: that's really good. I mean, it's a, put a little pin right there. I think that's really, really good yeah. advice. And if, if any AmeriCorps alum are listening to this, and they're looking at their resume, and we have this like thing that we think that our resumes need to be one page, but sometimes they're not. Um, I think that's so important, Peter, that you should always keep your AmeriCorps service yeah. on there, even if it's just one line, your service year. Yeah. Um, I even <laughs> put the logo on my resume, to be honest with you. I'm like,
1: works, let's yeah. try this. Yeah, I put down national service as the header, and then AmeriCorps. I put down, you know, S- uh, Springfield College, put the service years. I put, uh, and I, if I have the room, I put down capacity building and academic coaching. I don't mm. put anything more than that because also, if somebody wanted to look it up, they can look at my LinkedIn that has more detail under work experience. And AmeriCorps is listed as the work experience and AmeriCorps is listed as the company. So that's this, what it, I, I was
0: going to follow up and ask you. There's you know putting on your resume, but you know, people use like employers use LinkedIn now. Um, so in your opinion, you feel like putting AmeriCorps in your work experience is is more powerful than putting in your volunteer?
1: Oh, yeah, because it is, it is, I mean, it's also. I know the stipend isn't a lot of money, but it is a job from the standpoint mm-hmm. of it's it's something you're getting paid for. Um, right? And I also, some, you know, people put down different things for their header, like whether they put down their, just their job title or uh, other things, sometimes it's just what profession they're in. Um, and some people will put multiple things. I knew a member of InfraGuard that put down uh, a variety of things, including that they were, you um, uh, uh, veteran of both the Army and the Coast Guard, mm. so I kind of when I saw that I'm like, you know, let me put a few things down. Doesn't matter, and they can look at my at my current role to see my job title. But one of the things I put down is Americorps alum, right on the mm. at, just because it is it. Is, not everybody will join Americorps. Not everybody will yeah. say, let me take a year out of my life to volunteer, say volunteer again, take a year out of my life to serve the, the country and serve the people in my community. It's not, yeah. everybody is willing to do it for a variety of reasons. I mean, again, the stipend is there, but it's, you're still under what the old, they still use the old poverty experience. Yes,
0: yes. And, <laughs> and I will say too, like not only not only will not everybody step up to serve Um, not everybody will finish, right? Like my experience of being a a program director for almost three years, four years. Um, we had members that just they couldn't finish for whatever reason or another. Um, so while you know, we all got through it somehow, some way, we finished our service year. And you know, you and I are sitting here talking about our service year and 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 then also talking about how it helped us move forward some people just didn't have that opportunity to see, to, to finish it out. Right. And, and again, for all different reasons. um, But I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think it's important that as AmeriCorps alum, that we remember, and we know that our service to our community was something that um, was somewhat of a sacrifice. Like people have different sacrifices. Like mine was a little bit maybe a little bit easier than others you know i didn't have to go find an apartment and and live on you know the minimum wage i had another you know income coming in but um but to your point i i feel like it's it's really important to recognize how um impactful and rare this experience is and yeah. when an AmeriCorps alum's going in for a new opportunity whether it's early in your career or for my my case I served as an AmeriCorps member when I was in my mid 30s. So for those people who are like looking to transition into something that they did into something new a national a year national service can be that and you can proudly say yeah, I took a year out and I made it work. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on
1: that? I I totally agree. It's uh It is, first I served in my uh, mid thirties as well, or early thirties, I should say. Um, Yeah. Uh, Which is a, especially because certain, like I was lucky because Springfield College, their program, they didn't expect you to put your life on hold to serve. They Mm -hmm. wanted you to, first, that's why they rolled your internships and your programs. They had a, they had a vast network to make sure that your service was tied to what you were Studying, So it was really good that way, but they didn't prohibit you from taking a part-time job where mm. some groups do. Yeah. And this is, like you said, some people, I remember when I first joined the alumni group on LinkedIn, saw people commenting that they didn't finish because they couldn't afford it. And mm. there was that discussion. And I remember somebody mentioning, well, it's supposed to be the poverty experience that you get. And I am a dead I'm dead set against the poverty experience for so many reasons. One is a person that joins AmeriCorps or the military or any other thing where there's a stipend and education awards attached are a lot of people that are joining like that are joining because they need those things to get ahead and and have the money for reach for training and whatever else they need. And I, you know, I find the idea laughable if it wasn't so sad that the people that can can survive on the poverty experience are people like me that well, I already had a credit card. Mm -hmm. If I really needed something, yeah, I knew I'd Mm -hmm. be paying it off later, but I could do it. Mm -hmm. I had housing. I didn't have to worry about that. Whereas somebody that sees this as an opportunity but they are already living in poverty or just, you know, teaching on the edge and they're not in a position for family to help them out or anything else. They might not finish because it's not an experience to them. It's their, they, this isn't an experience. This is their life. Yeah.
0: You know,
1: I also think it's a very um, let's, let's not mince words. It's a very white savior esque thing to it too. It's the, hey, we're we're we, we we learned how to take the bus. We learned how to live mm. this experience. We, but did we? And yeah, I, and I think again, there's so many people that the the education award, you can end up getting. There's a lot of certificates out of a lot of schools that you could fund fully through those that education award whereas yeah, people, if they don't finish, they don't get the award.
0: Right. And I, I think, um, you know, AmeriCorps is turning 30 years thirty years old this year. Um, I think that there is a big revolution with, with AmeriCorps. And I think the current administration is really looking at it from um, how can we make this uh, a workforce development that's yeah. supporting our communities. And, you know, it seems like I mean, in your 30s, like if you, if you think about AmeriCorps as a person in your 30s, isn't that when you kind of like, what am doing? Am I supposed to yeah. be doing it this way? Is it supposed to look this way? So I am optimistic that, um, especially with so many organizations that are involved with national service tangentially mm-hmm. and directly, um, and I know this because, you know, mm-hmm. I come from an executive director position where I was in those conversations and that renaissance is actually happening and leadership wants that to change. Um, so I am, I am optimistic that, um, the experience is going to be extremely beneficial, continue to be extremely beneficial for the AmeriCorps member. Um, and what my hope is with this little thing I have going here is that, um, we can offer some support for alumni. So as we wrap things up, um, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to um, share any last like tidbits or skills or insights about, um, you know, as an AmeriCorps alum going forward in in the depths of your career, just starting your career, what are some things for us to think about like whether it's on our resume or interviewing and talking about our national service, what are a couple of like let's just say like three tips you want to leave folks
1: with? Well, the first is definitely put it down as national service. Make sure it's prominent that it's AmeriCorps so that it it's there. Um, the other is unless you absolutely, absolutely have to, don't use the education award for your student loans. Mm. Because the, the ed award is going to be maybe a year's worth of your interest. Whereas a certificate you take in any field that you take it in, nobody can take that away from you. And mm-hmm. you can get a lot of them, you know, I, I used one, I used the ed award for a, a certificate in finance through Cornell. Um, you can use use it for something that can't be taken away. And I say that because it's so valuable. The last is actually connect and and yeah, be be a member and you know the take the page out of the out of people that have served the country in, in other ways, particularly military, no, you know, very few times do they say, do they shy away about saying that they had served their country. AmeriCorps members are very bad about saying, I served my country. Mm -hmm. You did. You served your country because you, you helped out. It, it's not glamorous and it doesn't always amount to as huge a change as we always want, but you did, you served in some capacity. And own it basically is own it and, and acknowledge it because if you don't, it, it, nobody's, nobody's going to acknowledge it for you.
0: Wow. What a powerful thing to close with. Own it. I love it. Like own it. You served your country, own it. Um, That was, that was wonderful. And I, I, when I went through the comments on LinkedIn, there were a lot of um, like questions and, Um, comments about the education award. And I definitely want to do something um, Mm. in maybe like a panel style or something, um, because I think there's a lot of illusion around the education award of, and it it might not seem super easy on how to use it. So I think that that was super key as well um, of not just you know, throwing it at your student loans where it doesn't really make a difference. But I know people who went to Alaska and did like a kayaking trip because it was an outdoor education. Um, It was like an outward bound program. Um, I know somebody that went to Italy for a culinary program with their education award. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so creative. So I'd love to circle back around and have that conversation. But again, Peter, I think that like you nailed it on the head, right? When you said, um, you know, connect and be a member, you served your country, just own it. I think that's super powerful. Um, So final words, um, or, you know, how would you like to stay connected with this group? Um, What do you think the best way of people, if they want to follow up on something
1: you said, or we we don't want to to
0: bombard you with emails, but maybe we want to just do LinkedIn.
1: (laughs) I mean LinkedIn is the easiest way because then we can connect um both as as connections we can uh be both you know all of anybody that connects with me can be part of the alumni group all that stuff um obviously yeah please connect uh message me great that would be fine um I can't tell you if you message me with like an unsolicited sales call I'm going to necessarily <laughs> right even respond, and I'm very good about ignoring junk mail. Um, <laughs> I'm one of those people that has a lot of unanswered emails. When I see that they're junk, I don't even delete them. I just leave them. Oh, but but I, if if it's a good connection, yeah, I will, I'll read it, and I'll definitely connect. Uh, and LinkedIn is the easiest way because then no matter what, if we change email addresses or change phone numbers or any of mm-hmm. that stuff, it's still there. So I think it's a great way because also then we – hopefully get not just me connecting with one member, but okay. Maybe a bunch of us end up connecting because through the group itself. So I'm totally, totally great with that. Yeah.
0: That's great. Well, again, Peter, like I said to you before we started this recording, thank you so much for being my Guinea pig. I'm so excited. I think that this was a great kickoff to a conversation with AmeriCorps alum and sharing, um, I think I want to call it like AmeriCorps alum network or something. I don't know. I have to come up with something snazzy. Um, But I think you shared so many great, uh, such good advice, especially with putting the AmeriCorps experience on your resume and never letting it fall off. Um, You know, definitely putting it in as... Uh, a work experience and not a volunteer opportunity. And when you speak about it in your conversations or in your interviews or if it pops up, it was a national service. you could you you served your company, your your country and you just need to own it. Yeah. so all right. well, thank you so much. I'm going to um this was a great conversation, and I'm gonna stop the recording and um thank you again, and I'll have some closing better than this, but for now, it's just thank you for listening and there will be more.
1: My pleasure.